Magic Musings, the show where you get rituals and wisdom for your most magical life. And today's episode is all about navigating transitional times with grace, um, aka a really real life look at how I used a lot of the spiritual teachings that um, I talk about with my clients and my programs on this podcast, on Instagram, um, in my personal life this past weekend um, when I was moving in with my boyfriend. And the reason I thought this episode would be fun for you guys and interesting and relevant is because it's so easy, um, you know, to watch a video or read a book or listen to a lecture and be inspired and hear things that you're like, oh yeah. But it's a whole different thing when you start flexing your muscles in your actual life. And I think it's, for me, it's always been so helpful when the people I looked up to or the people I was listening to actually got a little bit more vulnerable and shared about things that were going on in their personal life because I was able to see my real life in their life. So my hope with this episode is to, one, yeah, give you guys a little peer into my personal life, but but more so with the hope that you see what a lot of the stuff we talk about here on Practical Magic Musings, how it how it works in, in realness, in real time, when you're going through a difficult period, when things aren't like so hunky-dory or whatever, right? And so some of the things we're going to talk about today are, are how I use things such as asking for a miracle, shifting into gratitude, being the light or the light worker, and my well-being trifecta from Eat With Intention. So first things first, so me and my boyfriend moving in together um, this past weekend or two weekends ago, kicking it off, kicking off October together. And we both had our own separate apartment, so we're both moving entire one bedrooms into um, our new place which is a two-bedroom so we have a little bit of space thank goodness but um, but we both have really busy schedules you know um, I had a ton of different events and meetings things I was filming up until the very last day we both got back from Israel my boyfriend is a neurosurgeon and was in surgery literally every day the week before we moved. So just to paint the picture, both of us are literally last minute packing all of our boxes, pulling all-nighters to try to get everything done. Um, And by the time it comes time for us to move, we're exhausted. So we get everything to our apartment. And what happens is we realize that they were supposed to replace the carpet in um, the bedroom. And they didn't. And this was something when we had walked the unit, we had talked over with the uh, manager, and they promised that they were going to replace this carpet before we even moved in. It was, you know, part of the thing. Um, and I I get in there, and the first thing I notice is that this stained, ugly carpet is there. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. We, we talked about this. I mean, this carpet is obviously stained. <laughs> how could you, like, how could someone miss this, you know? And so they're calling, they're very apologetic, um, and they're calling and they're like, okay, nobody can come and do this carpet until Tuesday. It's now like five days 
where we have to kind of move in essentially only to move everything out so that they can replace the carpet in this room. Anyway, then we go into the bathrooms and apparently they're like we find some ants in the bathroom. We like freak out. And the the craziest thing about this is that we moved into a crazy like luxury penthouse like apartment place. Um, so both of us are like, you have to be kidding me that this is what's going on um, when we really splurged on a beautiful place for ourselves. So anyway, so all this is going on. Our patience is being tested <laughs> infinitely. Um, and then we're negotiating, of course, like the stuff that you negotiate um, when you move in with someone, right? Like, you know, we had done a lot of this ahead of time, thank goodness, where, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to keep his couch, but we're going to keep um, my, um, you know, we actually end up keeping both of the couches. But, you know, we kind of picked and cho chose which um, items from each house we were going to keep. And then we were putting things in place and, you know, sorting out and sifting through even more stuff and, and combining our design aesthetic. I am all like white and gold and, and um, a lot of his stuff was a little bit more like wood and metal and uh, grays and blues. And um, so, you know, it was it was interesting because I was like calling him like the Ice King and he was call he was like <laughs> saying that, um, you know, he's living in Palace Athena. And I was like, but that's the point. This is Palace Athena, um, which he's now accepted <laughs> and and loves secretly, I think. Um but anyway, so all of that is going on, and tensions are high, exhaustion is high, you know, there's a lot to do, and we're dealing with some other kind of curveballs with the carpets and the ants and whatnot. So, um, so needless to say, I was really bummed out. I was really bummed out because I had this expectation in my head that you know we're moving in together on this beautiful Libra new moon and it's so special and it's going to be fantastic and you know um my boyfriend is just incredible and our relationship has been a complete dream and so I just expected this to be like you know we're going to order takeout we're going to drink some red wine we're going to play some music we're just going to unpack and stay up all night it's going to be like a party um <laughs> And it really wasn't like that. Um, we were exhausted. Um, you know, we tried to unpack some stuff, but there were so many things you couldn't unpack um, because, you know, of, of the other, you know, extenuating circumstances. Um, and so I had to lean on my tools because I felt myself getting so upset. I felt myself going into the no-go zone. Um and I knew, and I think this is this is the thing, we'll skip ahead to the being the light, being the light worker, being the light maker in the room. Um, I think as spiritual people, as a spiritual student, a miracle worker, spirit junkie, light maker, light worker, whatever you refer to yourself as, as this person whose priority is to anchor down the energy of light and love, right? Is that person that you want to walk into the room and, and raise the vibration. 
I believe that we cannot ignore our romantic relationships. Our romantic relationships are fundamentally the the first cornerstone. That's the first person I believe that should be affected by our light. The first person that should be blessed by our light. And I remember um, an old, you know, a mentor of mine sharing a story a few years ago on stage about how, you know, her and her husband were out to dinner and her husband made a certain comment just about how he wishes he got the version of her that she gave to her student, students or her audience or the people that follow her um, and that, you know, the version of her that he gets at home is not, you know, the spiritual teacher, the light that she is um, in certain circumstances. And when she shared that, it obviously it shook her up and it changed how she was approaching things. But it also really resonated with me that from that point on, because I could relate to it a lot at that time, because I would go out there and I'd be with clients all day, I'd be doing workshops, leading meditations, giving, 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 and then by the time I got home and was with my significant other, I would be depleted. I would, that's when I, I could complain, that's when I could whine or be negative or whatever it was, like, it was almost like, in one hand, I felt like I could just take off my bright white cloak and like hang in the closet until I needed to see the outside world again um, and just allow myself to, you know, to be, you know, a little curmudgeon around my significant other. And, and I didn't realize how uncool that was and how it's actually, they're the, they're the person that I most want to bless each day. Um, they are the person that whose light I most want to light up. And by my lighting their light up, by my anchoring that space, I also create that environment for myself, right? I create that environment for myself to live in um, so that I have even more energy to go out there and give that into the world. So I think it's really important in our romantic relationships or with, especially with the people you live with, whether that's a roommate or kids or, or whoever you're living with right now, to be that light worker, to be that light maker, to be that, you know, this spiritual adult in the room. And I am very blessed <laughs> that, you know, my my boyfriend doesn't require <laughs> much of that from me. Um, he operates on a very high level himself and has a very positive, optimistic sense and is very zen and, and whatnot without necessarily me having to, you know, hold that too hard. But, you know, during this move, it was a perfect example of a time when I really needed to step up. And I'm going to be straight up with you. I was absolutely not perfect about this, you know. Um, I definitely let myself just be frustrated for a few hours before, you know, I got to a certain point where I was like, Cass, you have to anchor in the light here. Because I could see he was exhausted. He had had a long week. I could say that there, there was a part of him that was also, you know, frustrated and upset that, you know, we had chosen this really beautiful place and it was disappointing upon moving in um, because of these things. And 
and he was being affected by it for numerous reasons because I know that it matters to him a lot that I'm happy. Um, and I know that, you know, he wanted this to go as beautifully as possible for us as well. And so I saw him, you know, kind of on edge and frustrated and, and, and really upset with how everything was going, um, in his, his own little way. And, um, and I realized, okay, I, I need to ask for the miracle here. I need to try to flip this situation around. So, First things first, you know, I, you know, we talked and I was like, listen, you know, this is super frustrating, but let's, let's really anchor into the exciting part of this, um, that, you know, where we get to live together and that we're going to figure this out. And, um, and I think we need to, as best as possible, despite this difficult situation, try to stop talking about the things that are frustrating us. Let's handle them, you know, the, you know, because the things that were frustrating us, I'm not saying you shouldn't communicate like that in a relationship, but, you know, the things that were frustrating us were, you know, like little things that we had to call maintenance about, you know? So it's like, let's not, you know, perpetuate this momentum of negativity. Let's instead take the actions we need to take on it and allow ourselves to bring back to positivity, right? So that was the first thing I instituted of let's not try to like add any momentum to the negative things that are happening and let's try to focus on the positive. Um, and then this is where I asked for the miracle. I asked for the miracle for myself first, right? So I could even be positive enough to come to him. And miracles are something that are always accessible to us. You know, I'm a student and a teacher of A Course in Miracles. But a miracle is really just a shift in perception. It's going from fear to love. It's going from negativity to positivity, from, from um, contraction to expansion. And when we pray, a simple prayer of saying, hey, God, higher power, universe, spirit guides, whatever, Please help me see this situation differently. Please help me see this with divine sight. Let me see this through my heart. Let me see this through your eyes, right? Then we open up the space for a Course in Miracles would call it the Holy Spirit. You call it a download. You could call it a message from the universe, whatever you want to call it, to enter into our mind and to allow ourselves to look at things differently. And so when I started looking for the miracles this weekend when we were moving things in, I started seeing my partner differently. So I started seeing, oh wow, how lucky am I to be with this man that, you know, is is as, you know, is is making it a priority that, you know, I feel good about my meditation now. <laughs> right? How lucky am I, you know, I started seeing through more loving eyes, you know, and, you know, when he did his version of asking for the miracle, he started suggesting like, oh, you know what, I think we should go sit on our beautiful roof deck and have some tea and watch the sunset and just enjoy how beautiful this is. Right? And just 
get out. Or, you know, on Sunday morning, I think it was, even though we had boxes like everywhere in the apartment, we were like, you know, we live a block from the beach now. So we're like, let's go take a walk on the beach and get our morning coffees and we'll take the dog and let's just soak up how amazing it is that we get to live here right now. Right? So, so asking for the miracle, whenever you're in a time that's difficult, that's trying, especially these times like that, these are major transitional times, right? When you're moving in with someone, when you're moving to a different country, when you're moving jobs, right? When you're um, moving out of a relationship, uh, these, you know, when you're getting a divorce, when you're maybe having a baby, like there are so many big things that happen, happen in our lives that are major transitions, that are major periods of growth, that cause us a lot of, you know, stress and frustration that bring up a lot of our own stuff. And especially if we're going through it with someone else, right, it brings up even more because now you have two people's stuff coming up. <laughs> um, this is what we train for. That's what I always say to my practical magic girls when stuff comes up, I'd be like, this is what we train for, right? It's like when this this is why we do all the push-ups so that when you're in that situation, you ask for the miracle so that you know that you have that metaphysical tool available for you. And then the second one is gratitude. Gratitude is one of those, I mean, gratitude is one of those ones that everybody kind of, you know, I myself sometimes will roll my eyes at it. We're like, oh, yeah, it's one of the gratitude list, right? But genuine gratitude is magic, right? And for me, Gratitude oftentimes comes after asking for the miracle. The gratitude oftentimes isn't available to me genuinely until I ask for the miracle, until I have that willingness to shift my perception, to see things differently. And, you know, I remember the first night when we moved in, it was that new moon in Libra, and I was in the bathroom, I was taking a shower. And I mean, I was, I was crying. I was so frustrated and I felt so bummed. I felt so bummed that, that our, you know, our first day moving in wasn't like as magical as I wanted it to be. And, and as I'm getting, and I prayed for the miracle again, I was like, God, like, please, you know, just before I go to bed right now, you know, I, you know, I thought this was going to be such a cool new moon. <laughs> um, please just give me some peace, you know. Please help me see this differently. Please help us at least end this night on a good note. And just as I was um, doing that, I was drying off, and my boyfriend comes, and he's like, Hey, babe, didn't you want to do a ritual before bed? Um, because I had been like saying all day how I wanted us to do a new moon ritual <laughs> for the Libra new moon. Um, and I was like, yes, I do. And I was like, can you, you know, light the Palo Santo and start clearing all the energy in the apartment? And he does. And, you know, um, and so he's like, yeah, no problem. Like finish like getting ready. I, I, I got, I'll clear all the energy in the apartment. And so you know, which is just the, the sweetest thing because, um, you know, a little backstory. Like I said, my my uh, boyfriend is a neurosurgeon. He is so science. <laughs> um, and he welcomes all of my magical 
rituals and things with open arms and just fully embraces it and um you know he knows how how important it is to me and and it just warmed my heart so much you know seeing seeing him you know take the initiative and going around each room and, and trying to kind of replicate how he's seen me do it in the past and making sure all the energy is cleared opening up the windows um and you know it was it was just a really beautiful it was my miracle it was my miracle because in that moment I was like all this stuff is bs look who like look what we're getting to do together and I you know have this awesome man that is you know is remembering my new moon ritual when I'm having a mini breakdown in the shower and um and then after that night, we did like a really uh, beautiful little ritual together where, you know, we, uh, we, you know, blessed ourselves with some holy water that we had collected together um, in Jerusalem and shared our intentions for the space and for, you know, what we, you know, hope to grow and happen um, in this, this apartment and you know it was really 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 beautiful and it completely flipped a very very chaotic day and did end up giving me that miracle and ending um that day in a wonderful note um all that being said uh it was still a difficult next few days dealing with all the things but i came back to those those three primary things and then the fourth one i'm going to share um and they really I'm I'm not going to say that that I never got upset. I'm not going to say that I didn't go there because that's not true. But they were ever present for me in those little moments to grab on and to flip it. And you know, I can say now like everything's like we still have a lot of furniture building to do and boxes to throw out and stuff like that, but we're really over the hump and in a really fantastic place and we're both really enjoying living together and um really enjoying the space we're creating and you know getting excited to host the holidays here and whatnot and it was through those tools that I really leaned on and like I said even though I still had those moments right it was even in those moments of breakdown in those moments of frustration in those moments of you know, triggers, right, coming up, knowing I can always pray, I can always ask for that miracle. Um, I, and after that miracle, I can always find things to be grateful for, you know, and I think that's people are a really great thing to be grateful for. I think that's something that um, maybe isn't said enough. I think you can be grateful for a lamp, you can be grateful for your business, you can be grateful for, you know, your citrine crystal or whatever it is. But if you look at the human across from you, if you look at the humans in your life, I remember during some of the hardest breakups in my life, um, I felt the gratitude for my girlfriends, you know. Um, during some of the most difficult moments, I felt the gratitude for my family or the gratitude for my therapist or the gratitude for the man at the grocery store that opens the door for me. Um, you know, and this weekend it was just coming back to, um, to my, my boyfriend and, and constantly seeing the gratitude for him 
and allowing, you know, the relationship and the love to be more important than any of this kind of like BS things that we just have to, you know, handle. Um, and so the last thing that's really important that I'm going to do a much bigger episode on, but that I don't want to not share is what I call the well-being trifecta in Eat With Intention in my book. And this is something that's been coming up loud and clear for me to really dive deeper into with you guys. And I'll save another episode for really going into how to utilize this for your business and for going bigger in your life. But but during trying times like this, the well-being trifecta can be the difference. <laughs> between you completely going postal, <laughs> you're completely losing your shiz, um, or feeling, you know, crazy triggered or upset or angry or whatever goes on, and you being able to navigate it with more grace. Um, and the well-being effect is food and body, um, mind med- or meditation, and soul and spiritual. So in the food body portion of the trifecta, it's really honoring the kind of foods that are going to make you feel your best. And so in there's a reason we crave comfort foods in difficult situations. A lot of comfort foods are heavy, right? And if, I mean, and I'm talking about like the, like a mashed potato, like a mac and cheese, um, fries maybe you know, when we think of those kinds of comfort foods, I'm not talking like emotional eating comfort foods, um, like cookies, but, but even ice cream, I, even if you think about ice cream, ice cream is pretty heavy, right? It's like thick. Um, we crave, we crave that heaviness and that comfort because we crave grounding, right? When our emotions are getting the best of us, we're up, we're up in our, the higher portion of our energy field, right? In our, our, our higher chakras, you know, we feel the energy kind of swirling around our head most often. And so we want to bring that energy down to our lower extremities to chill out. So it's almost like if you've ever been, if you've ever, you know, um, felt that way where you're feeling like upset or anxious or stressed and you go and you want to order let's say that, that, uh, mac and cheese, um, and you eat your mac and cheese, right? And it's almost like you feel sedated, right? And that's, I don't care if it's vegan gluten-free mac and cheese, because I've done this with some vegan gluten-free mac and cheese. Um, it still has that effect, right? As a regular mac and cheese where it's heavy, um, and you feel a little sedated, but you feel chill. You feel relaxed because you just put this like pile of heavy stuff in your stomach and now you can kind of chill out, maybe even fall asleep, right? And so if we think about that and let's say not take it to that extreme and literally numb ourselves or um, sedate ourselves with something that heavy, but if you think about taking more grounding, hearty foods, right? So for instances, when you're in one of those times where you're in transition and your head's going into an anxious place or a stressed out place, it can feel really nourishing to make yourself like a stuffed sweet potato, um, to make a nice, I actually made for us one night, um, butternut squash, uh, spaghetti, uh, those like, you know, in the, the little like noodle maker out of the squash. And I made a nice um, 
it was like an Alfredo sauce that I made pretty much using garbanzo beans and nutritional yeast, a little almond, um, milk, and some garlic and onions. Um, and again, it was nutritious, but it was also grounding. So we were able, so it was able to kind of settle. And so if you think about food that way, right? And then in general, one day we were running around and I didn't eat, which was a horrible, horrible choice. It was not intentional at all. Um, and I didn't eat until like 3 p.m. because we were running around and we didn't even, we were in the car, so we didn't get a chance. 3 p.m., I literally, you know, I'm about to like, completely lose it and luckily my boyfriend's observant he was like oh my god you need food <laughs> and so we stopped and uh we stopped at this really cute vegan cafe and they had like um I actually I, I don't need a lot of grains but I splurged I got this like gluten-free everything bagel with uh like a tofu kind of like faux egg um, a vegan sausage thing and vegan cheese or whatever. So it was like an egg cheese sandwich, but all vegan and gluten free. And oh my God, it was like after I ate this sandwich, I was a new human, literally new human. Man, my boyfriend will attest to this because he was like, oh my God, magic. Um, and so I think, you know, even on that base level of knowing when we're in a high stress, when we're in a difficult situation, nourishing ourselves. Making sure, one, we don't skip meals. Skipping meals is the worst thing you can do when you're stressed. And sometimes it's the first thing you want to do. Either some people lose their appetite when they're stressed or like what happened with us this weekend, you just get so busy that you feel like you don't have time to stop and eat breakfast. You always have time. you got to make that time because whether it's, you know, eating some oatmeal or grabbing a smoothie or whatever it is, but having some sustenance so your body feels fueled and then taking to that the next level and actually, you know, like I said, eating some grounding foods, listening to what your body needs, right, helps you have that level head, helps you have that space to really be able to make the best choices possible to help you have the clarity to ask for the miracle. And then, again, going to the mind or the meditation portion, meditating, non-negotiable, non-negotiable. I've been meditating multiple times a day because it's been so intense. And so having meditation or tapping, if you, if you, if you do tapping, having something that gives you the space to rewire your brain, that gives you the space to click pause, during a crazy time is a non-negotiable. I mean, I think it's a non-negotiable period if you want to live a big life, right? You Meditation is, I think, one of the biggest things that's going to increase your bandwidth and allow you to see those moments, to see those shifts in perception, to have that grace to allow yourself to stop before you say a mean thing or before you do something crazy. Um, and make the right choice. And then the third is, you know, spirituality and uh, self-care. And so for me, you guys hear me talk about rituals all the time. It's in the little tagline of the podcast. One of the biggest things I have found that's really genuinely nourishing to the soul is rituals. You know, just like that night 
where after the crazy day, you know, we close the night with doing a ritual together. And we did another ritual um, a couple days ago where I got a house blessing candle and we just, it was so simple. We literally just sat at the kitchen counter. We each wrote a little note with our intentions for what we wanted this house to, you know, the blessings for this house and whatnot. Folded up, lit the candle together, sat there, closed our eyes, envisioned what that looked like, right? And it was, you know, maybe the whole thing was 10 minutes. But bringing in those kinds of rituals into your life, bringing in those little things, you know, like we've created our own ritual that like at the end of the day when the sun sets, we both want to go up onto our roof deck and watch the sunset with a glass of wine or with dinner or with a cup of tea or whatever it is. We just want to go up there and allow ourselves to take that pause in between our work day and whatever, you know, projects we're going to work on that night to have that be our thing. And I think, you know, I had a lot of those when I was living alone. Um, and they were also so important to me because I remember that even on days when I would be like having a really, really bad day, I would know the best way to get out of it would be to do a ritual. And 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 I would resist it. I'd be like, no, I don't have time to do a ritual. No, I'm not in the moon, you know, whatever, I'd resist it. And then I'd finally be like, no, Cass, just do the ritual. You always feel better. And sure enough, I just be like, you know, first I'm just gonna just gonna clear with some sage. And then I start clearing with some sage. Now I'm getting into the mood. And then I'm gonna put on some mantras. And then before you know it, the incense are lit. Before you know it, I'm like, you know, doing whatever I'm doing, whatever the ritual is, even if it was something, you know, small. Sometimes it would be like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, pick out a few books from my bookshelf that I, that symbolize something important to me, and and put them on my desk or whatever. It doesn't have to be, you know. Um, some elaborate spell or something like that. It's just bringing intentionality to something that you're doing. Maybe it's just the ritual of making dinner for yourself or the ritual of, I love making myself like a nice elixir. You know, we, we make smoothies, but you can make a beautiful elixir with some adaptogens, with some cacao, with a beautiful nut milk, you know, maybe with a little um, essential oil. Like you can have some fun with it. Um, taking a bath is a ritual. I really believe that this is the stuff that increases our bandwidth, that allows us to fill our cup up because oftentimes the things that are draining it are the mundane, are the day-to-day, -day, are the, you know, I need to clean the carpet, or are the, you know, I need to do the laundry, are those like tasks, right? They almost dry us out, right? And the ritual and the self-care that we do re-moisturizes our soul, right? So keeping that well-being trifecta in place, I think especially during times of transition, especially during difficult times, um, they really, it really helps balance you out. And again, just because I want to be super transparent, you know, the, the, amount I increased those things, the more I started paying attention to that, the more the the more how I was able to deal with things completely shifted.
I mean, I meditate every morning. So I met, I was meditating every morning. But what I realized was I was face, I was in a difficult time. And I already meditate all the time. So it's not a special thing for me. <laughs> um, and so I was like, okay, you know what? I started doing... Um, uh, listening to guided visualizations at some point in the afternoon. I would tuck away. I would listen to my visualization. I would do a little journaling. It would be a little me time, despite whatever chaos was going on. Um, and, you know, I think it's one thing when you're alone. I, I've been used to doing that, and that's great um, and really important to understand. Even when I'm by myself and I'm going through a difficult time, I know I need to up my game because I already have a pretty high base self-care and meditation level game and nutrition game. So it's being even more meticulous, knowing, okay, you know, it's kind of like when you're, um, you know, when you're, when you're feeling good, right? Let's say you can take like your regular vitamins. <laughs> when you're not feeling good, when you're like feeling like you're going to get Sick. That's like when you want to double up on your zinc and your echinacea and your vitamin C and maybe you're doubling up on your vitamins. Maybe you're drinking a lot of extra water. Maybe, you know, whatever, right? You're taking extra, extra good care of yourself because you know your body is in a compromised position. So I want you to think about that for your holistic well-being and mindset when you're going through a difficult time. You want to amp up the food, the meditation, and the self-care, you want to amp that up so that you can navigate that hard time with more ease, with more grace. Um, and you could have those things like asking for the miracle, shifting into gratitude, and being able to be that light worker in the room, even if you're the only one in the room. I mean, I know this, this podcast, I'm sharing a lot about my personal life and about moving in. But I, all of this is completely valid and was completely valid when I was by myself as well. Um, and sometimes you're the only person in the room and you still have to choose to be the light because it's you and you can either be depressed or anxious or whatever you're going to be in. And I can't even tell you how many times things for me, like doing things like this, like recording a podcast, like you know, hopping on Instagram live, like, you know, for me, when I'm able to be of service, and I'm able to share, then I, it's easy for me to shift into the light. But even in times when I'm not doing something like that, I always ask myself, well, if you know, my clients were watching me right now, what would I want to be doing? You know, and that's the truth in any given situation, even in this weekend, I was like, well, if my clients had a front row show to how I was handling this, what would I want to make sure they saw? I would want them to see me meditating every day. I would want them to see me being intentional about the foods I was eating and how they were making me feel. I'd want them to see me being in a difficult situation and taking a breath and asking for the miracle and opening my eyes and trying and, and, and seeing things with gratitude, I'd want them to see me using my rituals. I, when you think that way, you know, because I know so many of you listening do want to influence others, do want to be that light, and you aren't always on a stage. <laughs> You're not always on a video. You're not always on a podcast, right? You can always be the person that you want to be. Um, and I know deep down, if you're listening to this, then these are, these are things that you want um, in your life. So I hope this was a good reminder. 
just to you, if anyone that's listening to this is going through your own difficult time right now, um, or being tested, or, or whatnot, or even if you're just in your normal life, it is never a bad thing to remember you to take care of your well-being trifecta so that you have the biggest bandwidth possible to hold all the beautiful things in your life and to know that miracles are always available, to know that gratitude is often available after the miracle, and that, you know, that when in doubt, remember that you want to be the light. And if that is your highest intention and your highest priority, um, you will be assisted in being able to carry that out. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, if you liked it, please click give me five stars, leave a little review. It really helps other people see it. If you're listening to this and you're relating to it, screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me. I love to see you know, you guys who are listening, any takeaways you got, any things you needed to hear, any future episode ideas, please, please, please screenshot, tag me at Cassandra Bodzak. Um, and um, be on the lookout because I have a super special um, free workshop that I'm going to be giving out in the next couple of days. Um, all on sustainable success. So kind of like I said, expanding on a lot of the things that we talked about um, in this episode, but really bringing it into that business context of going big and shining bright in the world and doing your thing on a mass level, um, but creating the bandwidth, creating the bandwidth to hold that so that um, you don't burn out because uh, because we don't want that. You're not happy when you burn out. The world doesn't get to benefit from your gifts when you burn out. So I'm super excited to be offering that workshop. So if you don't see it below, then just stay tuned and you'll see it in the next few days. But I hope to see you there and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Practical Magic Musings.